With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The college football experience, Mississippi State Bulldogs 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Once again, that is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN Let It Ride. Football experience, Mississippi State Bulldogs, Hell State, 2023 season preview episode. Uh, very, very. Uh, oh, I'm excited to talk about Mississippi State, but I'm also sad because uh, Mike Leach was a near dear friend of ours, so uh, I've been on the show a, sh- a good amount of times. And he's not there. He's not there mm. anymore. But I know Coach Leach would say the show must go on. But we do have, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, we do have Coach Leach with us here in bobblehead form. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the show must go on and the spirit of Mike Leach must live on. And it does here and it does in all of our hearts. And it certainly does in the game of football. Amen. That is Amen. never going away. His influence in that regard. Very true. Look, um, excited to talk Mississippi State because we love football, and I know Coach Leach would say that, but it is somewhat bittersweet because, and, and I'm going to get to introducing herself, but he was building for this year. Yeah. You know, obviously, let let alone the other things in his life, retirement stuff like that. This is. I've We're heard gonna many see people it on the big stage. Finally, I've heard many people covering Mississippi state say this was supposed to be that you've seen the, the each year and yeah. normally in year four and year five of, of his history at Texas tech or whether yeah. it was wazoo is when they really start rolling. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk all about Mississippi state. Cause Zach Arnett takes over. We, we, we are excited to see, uh, you know what he can do and, uh, look, well, we're going to talk all about that. We'll go through the schedule. We'll talk about the offense, the defense, the special teams, but definitely want to send our, our love to the Leach family. Uh, and, uh, yeah, look, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell we are. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. I would have killed a normal man, but nah. 
No, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Um, We're going to talk about it. We are going to talk about it. I got to thank Coach Leach, Patty C, because I texted him a photo of my wife reading his book. At the time, she wasn't my wife. She was just a, a, a girl in my life that had just arrived. And he said, that is marriage material right there. And who knew? <laughs> a year later. The man the man knows. I it. have proof. I can show you that proof. Coach Leach with the, in my opinion, his greatest play call. There by saying, hey, <laughs> pick Dundee. Marry that woman. All right? Uh, you hit her with the quarterback sneak. There we go. I did hit her with the quarterback sneak. I know that wasn't Leach's forte. <laughs> but sometimes you got to do it. You know, right. fourth and inches, maybe. I'm excited. Thank you, Coach Leeds. We're forever grateful. And I'm excited to talk Mississippi State football because that's what he would want us to do. All right. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Let's get it going, man. Yeah, buddy. Because yeah, Coach Leach was building something. And all of football. You look no matter where you look in college football. Or, honestly, in football. You see wrinkles of Mike Leach everywhere. The air raid is is prevalent. He will forever Ubiquitous. live on. Yes. In all and, of football. And I'm sure Zach Arnett will tell you that. He did leave the cavern, uh, the cabinet relatively full. Yes, yes. And, and look at this. I mean. Year one, the COVID year, which is always terrible for any first-year coach. That's why I think we took it with a grain of salt when Mel Tucker struggled in this first year. We took it with a grain of salt when uh, Carl Durrell, uh, I actually think he did all right. But there's a lot of first-year coaches that year where you say, well, you couldn't really recruit. You couldn't, you know, it was just a really terrible situation. You didn't know if you're going to have a season or not. Yeah. Uh, So no spring ball, you know what I mean? And it was like still set. The SEC passing record in, in his, his very first, first game, game. Uh, went f- and beat the reigning national champions. That was the first game, and like that was the beginning year. of the end for yeah, Ed, Ed Orgeron. Yeah, that they had lost yeah. uh, four and seven that year, but then seven and six the next year, and then last year nine and four. So he was building it, man. Oh, he was three a- game improvement, then two game improvement, and it, it's a damn shame that we don't get to see it uh, because I even think you look back at last year, and I know I know Coach Leach would tell you this. They they feel like they they let the LSU game slip away. They had LSU they had the lead going into the fourth mm. and gave up seventeen in the fourth. Yeah, uh, and they kind of had dictated. I thought the tone of that game for the first three quarters. Brian Kelly with some great adjustments in the fourth, uh, but also I know a fumble, a muffed punt inside the ten yard line really helped LSU. Um, Tough to say they deserved to win when they ended up losing by fifteen. True, but it's still. I mean, if you're winning for three quarters. Yeah. I think I think Coach Lee would tell you we we blew that one more than they earned. Hey, yeah. The year before, some of them had gotten away. They were robbed. Who was it? The Memphis game? Yeah, the they, Memphis game. They just got straight yeah. up robbed. Yeah, just like, a made. They just a made up rule, right? The the, 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 or the refs just didn't abide by the rule book. Yeah, was remember it punt, it, it punt, fake punt, fair catch? Punch, no, yeah. he caught like a fake fair catch, and then he took. And it. Then he returned. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> With like under like three minutes left of the game, yeah, insane. Yeah. But uh, Mike Leach might have had this thing, you know. Obviously, the SEC is a different caliber than he ever faced anywhere else oh, but, in terms of being top heavy. But he was in I the mean, Big Oklahoma Twelve. Oklahoma and Texas were like when well, Nebraska was good too. Then yeah, yeah. So and Colorado was good then. That's true. There was when they fr- when he first took over quality teams. Then. And let's not forget he was uh, responsible for Oklahoma's turnaround. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so, he was, he was, he basically built the offense that won Oklahoma's last national well, he championship. recruited all their players. Josh Heupel was his guy. Yeah. Josh Heupel wasn't a national recruit. He, he was like this kid who's got a, everyone said his arm is too weak. Yeah. Mike, that was Mike Leach saying, this is our guy. Yeah. Just telling you folks, Mike Leach, uh, man, I miss coach Leach rest in peace, but let's, let's, let's talk about this because uh, Patty C Zach Arnett enters. This is to me like a mystery team, man. So Zach Arnett, who I like Rocky long guy played, played for Rocky long uh, at New Mexico. Uh, young guy, 36 years old coached for Rocky log at San Diego state. He's one to know all the time as a head coach. Cause he coached the bowl game, obviously after the tragic events. Um, but uh, you know, it's funny getting, you know, your tutelage from Rocky long and then facing the, the wizard of the air raid in offense every day for several years, he is probably really well prepped from an X's and O's standpoint to face modern college football. Yeah, I mean that's why he was very successful at San Diego State as a defensive coordinator. They had some of the best defenses in the nation, and uh, you know you look around college football's landscape. You know TCU played in the national championship last year. They run the three three five. Yeah. Now they got their ass whooped, but I mean, my point is though is this defense has been uh, very uh, it's becoming more and more prominent in college football, especially yeah. the more the passing that happens, which Mike Lee is so much responsible for. Yeah. Um, it's a flexible defense. The more you see, it's almost like the, the the zone blitz, uh, how that impacted football in the nineties, the three, three, five is becoming the next level of flexibility in football defense. Yeah. So Zach Arnett comes in and obviously it's a tough task for him. And I I don't think anyone in their right mind can say, well, Mississippi state, what are they doing? Having Zach Arnett take over? I think the locker room wanted him. And after a tragic event like this, you go with a hot, uh, hot name that was, uh, you know, this guy is very young. He's the youngest coach in the SEC, I believe, second youngest ever to get the head coaching job uh, yeah. in SEC play. Wow, in SEC, he's thirty six. He's thirty six, yeah, I mean, man. Yeah. Uh, Stetson Bennett's older than him. <laughs> that's funny. It I mean, it's close. It's close. It like, yeah, him and Stetson Bennett could have been not- in the same school uh, <laughs> at the same time in elementary school. Um, <laughs> But but he comes in now. He's ditching the air raid and going. I mean, I guess they're still going to have air raid concepts um, for whatever whatever that means. But they're going to be under center, I think, a lot more. And they bring in uh, you know Kevin Barbet from Appalachian State, who did go down to College Station and beat Texas A and M a year ago. Uh, what do you make of all of that? Obviously, defensive coordinator. I think they're just promoting from within. Uh, so Matt Barbe Matt has Brock, moved yeah. around a lot. He has. He's never stayed at a place for more than three years. Um, so it's a there, there's going to be a bigger emphasis on running the ball, which I know Coach Leach probably wouldn't be cool with, but uh, you know he can respect. Uh, people don't <laughs> know this that the air raid. He we had a conversation with him, and he designed the air raid offense. Uh, after the triple option offense, people, yeah. a lot of people do not realize that he said, if the triple option can capitalize on the same elements that if we can capitalize on the same elements, triple option can, but just in, in, in throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, he modeled it after the triple option offense. So, I mean, if there was ever an offense that, you know, caught wildfire in the same way, just what 30 years prior, uh, that's a good one to model it after. It makes a lot of sense uh, in the same way that the triple option offense makes it a numbers game and doesn't require you to have giant offense alignment to you know physically dominate the the defense. Yeah, 
you know, then the, uh, this does that to an even greater extent. Cause you get the ball out so fast. Yeah. That said, it seems like as teams adjusted to him throwing the ball all over the field. Now, of course, well, Roger still led the nation in attempts per game last year. It still seems like he was, he ran it more often. I feel often. like he was starting to run the ball more started, last year. Yeah. yeah. He was, he takes like, if the, you give me it. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Anyway, what do you make of these coordinator high? I mean, the promoting from within Matt Brock, the linebacker coach, the defense coordinator. Okay. Um, I'm on board there because they're going to be running the same defense. Um, and uh, special teams coach. They're keeping, they're keeping Eric melee uh, who was with Mike Leach back at Washington state. Um, so Brock has been with Leach since 2018. Yeah. So I mean, but I think that's right around the same time. No, no, because Arnett came. Okay, yeah, I, I think you're right. Because Arnett, Arnett actually came straight from San Diego State. I, I don't yeah. think he spent a year in Pullman. Yeah, but Leach has always had. People think that he's just does offense. He's always had very good defensive coordinators. Ken Wilson, the head coach of Nevada now, formerly worked with Mike Leach at at uh, Washington State. Dave Aranda, Dave Aranda got to start with Mike Leach yeah. in Texas. Oh, he's Tech. got a great yeah. coaching tree, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Tracy Clay's has coached with them before. It's, it's uh, Alex Grinch, who I know is is under a critical. Uh, it's a big year for Alex Grinch, but he was formerly Oklahoma's defensive coordinator and Ohio State's. Now he's USC's. Yeah. Uh, so there is he's got a, quite the coaching tree there. Um, what do you, shifting the philosophy a little bit to running the ball more? What what do you make of that, Patty C? Well, I mean, I don't think uh, from a program standpoint. Mississippi state needs to commit themselves to the air raid forever. You know, if you don't have a, a reliable dude to, to run it, and I don't think there are necessarily a lot of dudes that can run it at the level that Mike Leach did run it. You yeah. know, I think, but Will Rogers did play in the air raid in high school too. Yeah. He is yeah. going to be obviously the most experienced passer in the country. Uh, that that's a good thing for, you know, this team to be able to rely on the pass, but still, be able to set up the run or to be able to use well, the pass to, to, to go under run. center though. And the guy hasn't gone under center much. Uh, it's a huge adjustment. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge adjustment. Uh, look, we're going to talk about the Mississippi state uh, offense, defense, special teams, the transfer portal and the schedule. We're going to go game by game on the schedule and project just how Hale state will do in 2023. Uh, hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, you can find that also wherever podcasts are found. We, uh, we host the cut. We've been doing this shit for a, a long time. Um, but, uh, uh, one of the things also that I would urge you to check out is we also host the college basketball experience. All right. And Chris Jans did a great job year one with college basketball season tips. We're here each and every single night. And then also the college baseball experience. Hale state won a national championship. Not that long ago. Patty C they had Raphael Palmero and will Clark back in the day. Boom. Uh, so check out the college baseball experience podcast and the, uh, FTS college football experience podcast. And, uh, we have the big 12 experience. I know this is sec land, but Hey, Maybe you want to check us out. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend. But I wanted to tell you before we got to uh, all that, that the uh, Mississippi state 2023 season previews brought to you by our sports gambling podcast, Patreon, do your part people Hello. against, you know, do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGPN Patreon. There is a ton of exclusive content contests and merch just for our patrons, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast and an ad free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. 
There's even a discord channel for uh, just for the, the patrons out there. So uh, look, the sports gambling podcast, Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. So sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Once again, that's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. And remember as always folks to let it ride. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Hail State, Mississippi State, 2023 season preview episode. And we're going to start by talking about the transfer portal because it's such a big role. When we started doing this five, six, seven, eight years ago, this thing, you barely mentioned it. You're like, yeah, one guy, maybe occasionally. Yeah. Now it's like, it's pivotal. You got to talk about everything departing from Starkville, Mississippi wide receiver. Rufus Harvey. He's in the portal. Hasn't landed anywhere yet, but safety, Justin Brown, 53 catches out the door team leading receiver. Oof. Or at least from he just reception left, he standpoint. He just left on June 15th, too. So Ouch. uh safety Justin Brown has gone to Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh cornerback Adavian Collins to Penn State and James Franklin. Wide receiver J- Janoris Hobson is in the portal. Uh safety Wesley Miller is out to South Alabama. Wide receiver Caden Pope to the New Mexico Lobos. Uh, offensive tackle. I, and I wonder when you tell me New Mexico Lobos, he, uh, Danny Gonzalez, former Rocky Long guy, too. And I wonder if uh, Arnett might have arranged that. Not a huge loss. Three, three catches, 23 yards, Caden Pope. There you go. Jackson Cannon at the offensive tackle spot. Uh, he heads out to the Toledo Rockets, who won the MAC. Off the tackle, Lucas Taylor goes to uh, South Alabama, and I'm interested to see how these offensive linemen do because I remember how Mommy telling us that that was Mike's best talent. Everyone well, thinks that's it, what he had done. Under he was a, he was a Mommy a, for the yeah, longest, right? O line coach at one point, he was a D line coach. Mike Leach, you know, played rugby at BYU and stuff, so he knew like he was trench warfare. He is said, his. he said, like, dude, I actually believe he's the best coach I've ever worked with with the offensive line. Um, Such a crazy thing for. You know, a coach whose invention is an, a system that kind of yeah. nullifies the need for great <laughs> offensive line play. Right. But maybe it's far more instrumental in that system than we're giving it credit for. True. I, I'm not sure, but I, just, I can only tell you what Hal said. Uh, wide receiver Marquez Dorch uh, is now a California Golden Bear. One catch, not a big loss. Cornerback uh, William Hardrick is in the portal. Uh, wide receiver Caleb Ducking is in the porter or in, in the portal. I can't fucking that's, talk. That, that's their number two receiver uh, in terms of receptions. And he hasn't Ouch. landed anywhere. Interesting. 
Uh, Ladidrick Griffin entered the portal, but Arnett was able to talk him back. That's a nice win for, for Hale State. Um, other guys uh, would be defense lineman Javon Banks heading out to Kansas State. The Wildcats, Chris Kleiman gra- grabbing him. Also, Braden Locke, a quarterback, going to the Wisconsin Badgers. They're running the air raid now. The Dairy Raid, they call it. Hello. I know Coach Leach would like that one. <laughs> uh, Sawyer Robertson, also quarterback, off the Baylor to give them some depth. Be, you know, they have a couple different uh, with, with drones leaving for Virginia Tech. Jeez. He, uh, he appeared in five games. So, you know, there goes the safety net of, uh, of the backup quarterback. Yeah. Safety Dylan Lawrence heads out to Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. Uh, and, and another one I got to give them credit for is uh, Xavion Thomas was going to leave and Arnett was able to talk him back. That's a uh, transfer portal W. Yes. Very nice. Dylan Johnson, four-star running back transfer heads out to the Washington Huskies. This was a great get in my opinion for Caleb DeBauer. He was uh, good for 488 yards. Their second leading rusher. They got rated. Yeah. Their uh, offense got rated in the portal here. Offensive tackle. Gabe Cavazos I might say Cavazos air rated Cavazos. Uh, I see what you're doing there. He went to Southern miss too. Uh, long snapper. Rex Robich is in the portal. Jeez, they lost a lot of linemen too. defensive lineman. Matai Matafafa is in the <laughs> portal. Um, running back keep uh, Katravian Hargrove to Memphis, the tigers. Um, Rara Thomas. Four star transfer wideout goes to the Georgia Bulldogs. Dude, I mean, if you take, I guess, uh, the running backs out of the equation, who both had, you know, great receive, uh, receptions, 48 uh, uh, a piece, you have a Harvey out the door, ducking out the door, Thomas out the door. Those are your three leading receivers. And uh, Robert Thomas, by far the, the big play guy, uh, leading with 14.2 yards per catch. And he goes to Georgia. Ouch. And Leatric, uh, Dietrich Griffin. Was out the door, but they saved they, him. They, they saved him. This team must. I don't know. Is that a good sign for? Uh, well, if you're changing philosophies, I guess because he wouldn't even have tight ends. He would just have a thousand wideouts. Yeah. So I can't even blame Zach Arnett for that, but it is a little concerning that he wasn't able to hang on to some more of these guys. Well, wide receiver Christian Ford, he headed off. They, look, they took Kevin Barbe from App State and said, "Look, we feel bad about this. Have Christian Ford, our wide receiver." Um. <laughs> Uh, quarterback Daniel Greek goes to Tarleton State. Punter Archer Trafford goes to East Carolina. That's look, Mike Leach, former pirate, probably telling him, "Hey, find that pirate life <laughs> and live it," and he's doing that. Um, and uh, one other one, offensive lineman Reed buys to South Alabama. It's a lot, Patty C. Now we got to talk about what's coming in. All right. Because what's coming in is exciting. Tight end, Seydoux Traore. 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 Your guess is as good as mine. He was all Sunbelt first team, I believe, from Arkansas State. Nice. He originally went to Dion, but didn't play. So he transferred over to Mississippi State. Uh, then you have the likes of TCU tight end, Jacorvius Spivey transferring in. Jacorvius. 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 Uh, then you have uh, Penn State running back Kavion Lee transferring in to Mississippi State. I like that. Yeah. 
tight end. Riley. Tough to get running. Uh, you said Penn State running back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that running back room, you're not seeing much yeah. PT. So. Running back. This. Or I'm sorry. Tight end. This, this one might be a really good get because this is probably the best tight end room in America. Ryland Goad, uh, from Georgia, transfers in. Mm. Right. Kentucky athlete Jacoby Albert transfers in. Uh, so that's a nice, nice little get there. Then they go out and they get Miami cornerback Kamari Rogers, the Miami Hurricanes. Very nice. Uh, LSU cornerback Radarius Jones. Couple places that know something about producing defensive backs. Indiana cornerback Christopher Keys comes into Hale State. Okay. Vanderbilt quarterback Mike Wright, who started some from them. So there's that depth. Now. Okay. There you go. Eastern Washington wide receiver Freddie Roberson. Remember, Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington. It's true. UCLA kicker Nicholas Bar Mira comes in. So, brand new kickers. And that's it. Did they win the portal, Patty C? Well, I thought I read uh, Bar Mira has kind of struggled like something like 15 for, yeah, 15 for 21 in field goals last year. So I don't know if they won in the kicking game, but no, I would say they lost. I yeah. would say they lost. They got rated super hard. I think so too, but okay. Well, uh, they have been recruiting at a much higher level than you would think. Uh, you know, obviously within the sec, that's difficult, but as of last year, their national composite ranking, uh, overall talent was 29 within the conference though. That's only good for 12th out of 14. So that's pretty incredible that, you know, it's unbelievable. 12 teams in the top 29, are from the SEC. Unbelievable. Loaded uh from a recruiting talent standpoint, if you buy into the rankings, Colby and I, Colby has started to convince me that maybe that's not so much accurate. But I will say the the win total over the last 15 years, as Colby's pointed out, has improved drastically from where they were. A lot of that's probably the profile of the SEC coming up and the money. SEC network money. SEC network. I had money. A, when we went down to visit Texas A and M, and I remember actually Leach telling us this too, because Leach, remember Leach was at Kentucky as the offensive coordinator, and he goes, "Man, Mississippi State used to have the grimiest locker room he's ever seen, right?" Yeah, and he goes, "But things changed." He goes, "By the time I showed up, he was like, and when we were at Texas A and M, remember Texas A and M used to be in the Big Twelve, and I feel like I talked to someone else about this. Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was someone that worked at maybe South Carolina, yeah, and they were saying that, man." we used to be so far outdated and when, e cause ESPN set up studios at every sec school. Yeah. And obviously that check from the sec network comes to all those schools. Yeah. Game changer. Oh yeah. I, I heard changer. they used to yeah. have to like pull up the trucks and still run everything from outside the stadium through the truck, but, but just the amount of money too. Yeah. Like everything is state of the art now, Texas A &M, all these programs. I was hearing this at for Texas A&M. I was, I was hearing that, you know, we, we got, shown a tour last year of, of college station, Kyle field. And they were saying, dude, that SEC money built this whole fucking stadium. Like, uh, stadium uh, go look at the stadium, yeah. go look at the stadium in like 2000 yeah, or 1998 or something. Oh, what they yeah. did with Kyle field is incredible. Yeah. But that's all. all that, that. And that, that you, come on. If you're getting that much money, that's just going to trickle down from, from coaching hires. Oh yeah. To paying players, recruiting budget. To, uh, yeah. Recruiting yeah, budget. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, look a year ago, I don't know how relevant these numbers are, because of uh, obviously they're having a shift in philosophy from an offensive standpoint. They were 42nd in, in scoring offense, 129th in rush offense, not 130th or 31st. They were 
There you go. Third worst rush offense. <laughs> 10th in pass Maybe they weren't offense. running the ball so much. Yeah, 61st in total offense. Um Patty C, uh they return eight starters on offense. All right. And like I alluded to, this was supposed to be the year for the jump. And you gotta wonder. And they really weren't look in terms of rushing attempts per game, dead last twenty two point seven, which still seems like a lot. A lot more than normal. I feel like, like. in the yeah. NFL, if you rush the ball twenty three times a game, you're a power running team. In college football, not so much. Uh, I mean, look, and then the next closest team, Odia, at twenty five point nine. So they definitely were pass happy. Obviously, that's the air raid. But I'll say this: it's going to benefit them to be able to throw on first down. He. Will Rogers will have confidence throwing the ball on first down and for a team that, you know, can't bang with the likes of some of the other teams they are going to be facing in the sec. It's nice to be, have that, uh, you know, ability. I made this Make case. Your offense unpredictable. I made this case uh, on one of our preseason episodes Yeah, that if you had to take a list of 10 teams that are the most interesting teams in college football heading into this season, like kind of interesting as far as like, we don't know what we're getting. Yeah. I think Colorado and Dion's up there. I think yeah. uh, getting the, all the cast of characters that they have at Texas A&M and the pressure that's on Jimbo Fisher is one yeah. of them. I think Wisconsin with the air rate, the shift from just a complete yeah. shift from what they've been doing Absolute for 40 years, jumbo power yeah. football uh, to the, to the dairy raid, as they say. Uh, and then I, I honestly, somewhere in that mix, I would have Mississippi state. Cause I just don't know what to expect. I think it's one of the hardest teams to understand. Yeah. Um, but Will Rogers is back. He's super experienced. They got Mike Wright backing him up, who's who's started a lot of games too in the SEC. Jaquavius Marks is back at the running back spot. They have him and uh, Kavion Lee, the Penn State transfer. The wide receiver room, Ladedrick uh, Griffin, is the uh, him and Xavier Thomas, two returning starters. They still have Jaden Wally, uh, who got some starts or got some some catches. I think some starts a year ago as well. Uh, the tight end position, as I alluded to, with Good coming in from Georgia and Spivey coming in from TCU, I think they're pretty sound there. Justin Robinson's a name to watch as a wide receiver that could be starting for them, uh, that they're excited about. The offensive line, Patty C. What if I told you four or five starters are back? Uh, that's nice. And Gotta I, love that. I mean, Nick Jones, uh, a senior left tackle, is the only. Only a non-starter, but he still played in 13 games last year. Uh, I mean, this is what I'm saying. This return yard-wise, Xavion Thomas six in the country uh, in punt return yards per return. Ladetrick Griffin number one uh, kick returner in the country, 32 yards per return. Those are explosive guys to have on special teams. Well, it makes you think. I mean, uh, look, I, I know there's a change in philosophy, but man, Leach would have had something coming back, man. This, this, yeah. Bringing back all those guys, and then you got to wonder who would have left in the portal. Who knows? But uh, I it think it does make them a really huge wild card. And when I say they can't bang, I, I mean they can't overpower. Sure, they they really can't bang with the likes of Georgia and Alabama, but they won't get overpowered by almost any other team. Maybe LSU. Yeah, but yeah. I mean Pittman's known for the line of scrimmage. We'll see though. I, I'm excited for the season, but. Uh, Defensively, uh, Zach Arnett's specialty, and why you know one of the reasons why Coach Leach brought him, brought him in. Forty second in scoring defense. Oh, I'm sorry, thirty uh, eighth in in scoring defense, fortieth in rush defense, forty first in pass defense, charting at the thirty fourth best defense in the nation. Um, very respectable. Very respectable. They bring back only four starters on the defensive side of the ball, but this is what Arnett is known for. 
So maybe we have a little more faith. Just one uh, defensive lineman back in Jaden Crumity. Uh, the linebacking core does ring back two of three. And then the secondary, just one. Decameron De- Richardson is the lone starter back in the secondary. But Marcus Banks, the free safety, comes in from Alabama. Uh, so they, they got some, some players it's pretty here. insane that a Mike Leach coach team had defense as its strong point, really relative to the well, offense. Normally this is, I'll go back to Texas tech and wazoo. It takes time to get the offense where he wants it. Yeah. And normally it's year four. It's yeah. year five. Sometimes when it's everything year six. is clicking yeah. on all cylinders, all of a sudden you have an edge and it, and explodes. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's sad that we didn't get to see that because yeah. I think he would have. Uh, knowing his history and, and, and his success that he's had everywhere he's been. But uh, tell me, what do you make of the defense uh, knowing that uh, it was just four starters are back, but at the same time, this is kind of a uh, Arnett specialty. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the history suggests that we should have some confidence in this defense. Uh, the recruiting, you know, they, they've been able to replace the talent that's gone out the door before. So even though they don't have a ton of returning starters, I, maybe a slight slip, but still certainly top half of the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking in a new punter and new kicker, as we alluded to, we'll see how that works. That's always a little shaky in close games, but uh true mystery team for me. Look, we're going to go game by game on the schedule and talk about, uh, talk about, you know, how uh, the Bulldogs will do in 2023. But before we do that, want to tell you that the college football experience Mississippi State Bulldogs season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props, and it's available in a ton of different markets. Plus, there's plenty of opportunities to win with their daily MLB contests. And, of course, make sure you enter the Best Ball Mania where first place gets $1 million. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, we are back on the college football experience. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, shout out to uh, Cam Kerr, our graphics guy. Once again, youtube.com slash the college experience. You will see the Will Rogers graphic here behind the college experience. And you see the win total in the top right-hand corner. Six and a half wins, Patty. See, so they're saying they lose coach, right? Uh, and they're still bowling. All right. But they're expecting regression without a Hall of Fame coach. And by the way, he should be in the fucking Hall of Fame. They're saying you got to have that win percentage. Yeah, come on. If you don't have Mike Leach in the Hall of Fame, uh, that Hall of Fame is a fucking joke. It's a sham. All right. Um, Patty C. Uh, first reaction to hearing six and a half wins. It seems very doable. I think. Uh, I, I, I want to say over, but again, a huge, uh, huge turnover. I want to see this schedule. You know, I I want to analyze the schedule more closely because traditionally that's about as high as you'd see Mississippi state achieving. I mean, I guess with Dan Mullen, they surpassed that on nine last year, right? Yeah. I mean, and so, you know, will they regress without leech? I expect a little bit, but you know, a two and a half game regression. That it sounds about right. Six and a half sounds pretty close to right. Well, week one, an FCS playoff team, Southeast Louisiana, comes into Starkville. That's a dub. He's gonna get that dub. That's an and that's a nice break for for Arnett. To me, a lot of years you start out with a tough opponent, knowing you've kind of been thrown into this. Yeah, I think it's you great don't get to LSU get, week yeah, one. This year. Yeah. Now I will say September is still not very kind. Like I noticed, Western Michigan's on the schedule later. 
you would kind of like that game in September, <laughs> in my opinion, because yeah. Next up, you do have Jaden Delora, Jed Fish, and the Arizona Wildcats. State was able to beat down Arizona. I watched that game actually a couple of weeks ago in the office. We had that on and uh, had that I had that replay on. What was that thirty nine seventeen last? They, they year. really opened it up in the fourth. It was kind of a close game, uh, but still. Arizona's been recruiting better and better, but I still think Mississippi State with this is Hale State, man. Where is this? Where is this right here? As of last year, the uh, talent composites had Mississippi State at 29, Arizona at 51. That gap may have closed a little bit, but I agree with you. I think they're still above Arizona and they'll get this W. It is a sneaky spot, though, because they're looking ahead to LSU. Could be. Yeah. Although, is. uh, Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Zach Arnett? Arnett going to be. at this stage in his career, looking ahead, I, I just I feel think like human he's got to go. The way LSU is like a top ten team, human nature is like, yeah, oh, next week we get to, to number ten team. But I, I still got him beating Arizona two and zero. And Brian Kelly and LSU come to town. Jaden Daniels, everything. I, I have LSU winning this. I, I'm fascinated by this game. Yeah. Um, just because I think they're a true wild card. Mississippi State. I have no idea what to expect. This crowd will be absolutely lit for this. Uh. Maybe there's still a little bit of a hangover from uh, Florida State two weeks earlier, whether they win or lose. Uh, probably unlikely. They'll probably have a get focused game against Grambling and come in and get this dub in Starkville, but it's probably a decently close game. LSU could blow the doors off them. I think it'll be a close game. Give me LSU to win it, though, but two and one. You two? Yeah. Uh, now they head to Williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina. Another sneaky, tough road trip. Uh, trip, but they, they get Kentucky every year from the East South Carolina is their other draw. Hey, it could be worse. You avoid Georgia. You avoid Tennessee. Uh, South Carolina is kind of in the middle there. We don't know what to expect from, yeah. but uh, I have to favor South Carolina just because of the road environment, but this is still to me like a 50, 50 game, but I, I favor South Carolina got destroyed in the portal too. People don't know that, you know, Marshawn Lloyd, they're starting running backs at USC. Uh, was it Jaheim Bell? Their tight end is at Florida State. They got raided in the portal. However, they do have Spencer Rattler. It's at Williams Bryce. This is a, a great home environment. I'll Pretty favor- good uh, series all time. They haven't played a ton despite having both well, been in the that's SEC the eight game bullshit SEC yeah. schedule. Seven, they, yeah. seven and nine all time against South Carolina. Again, that doesn't sound like two teams in the same conference for. A long period. And when did Mississippi State join the SEC? Mississippi State? Yeah. I think a while ago. Yeah. Like a long time ago. South Carolina joined much more recently than Mississippi State. Um, but I got them at I got them at two and two. You? They were in the SEC starting in nineteen thirty three. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know it was a long they time. They should have been playing. Yeah, South Carolina's the one that came over late. Yeah. 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 They were like early nineties, right? Yeah. I think ninety or ninety one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. Yeah. What do you? Who are you taking in this game? Uh, I got South Carolina. Okay, so two and two, and now they, Spencer Rattler is going to be hard to stop at home. Now they host Alabama, and look, they have the benefit of of Alabama. Obviously, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher have got a little bit of a feud going on. They lost the last time they played in College Station. That's the next game on deck for Alabama. So maybe a look ahead. Maybe spot. a look ahead. Spot. Um, but still, I will take Alabama to get that done, and that moves them to two and three yeah. heading into October. You agree? I agree. Now Western Michigan comes to town. Get right. Get right spot. We got to move into three and three with a buy. And that's a huge buy because they got back to back away. And to me, if you can get a buy before a back to back away, it it eases that pain a little bit. 
Um, Ease his pain. Uh, this is a tough stretch of the season here. Well, here's where it's tricky because back to back away, Arkansas and Auburn, they're capable of beating them both. They're also capable of losing both. Of them. Yeah. Um, how fast can Hugh Freeze get Auburn going? Arkansas had a mass exodus A in the transfer portal, but also on their coaching staffs. They still have KJ Jefferson, though. I mean, from a continuity standpoint, having Arnett take over is a massive thing for year one for both him versus uh uh Freeze. So maybe that's the game that they get there. And they got him last year, I think. So I yep. mean what happened in that game last year? That, that was like an overtime game. 39 33 in overtime. You're right. And that was in Starkville. This time it's on the plains. Mm. Tough. You got I don't an know. Two? I just feel like they're due to get one. They'll of these get SEC one of the teams. next three. And then I think they lose to AM. Well, it depends. Actually, they catch AM at a great spot. You know why? AM. Well, no. That could be a dumpster fire by then. Oh. And by November, they. You think I'm crazy? They might fire Jimbo by November 11th. Could happen. It, I mean, it very well could. Happen. It almost happened last year in November. Yeah, I think they said let's do it one more year, and we buy him out if he if he if he struggles. But knowing you have Road Rash Face, aka Bobby Petrino, there, there's a lot of dynamite on that sideline, and if yeah. it blows up, yeah. this could be a nice a nice game nice to get them. Spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they go two and two in that stretch. What does that put them at if they uh, are then then they're at five wins? So we had them at three coming out of the bye. Let's say they get all five and five. Four, Kentucky five, yeah. lose to A and M. Yeah, uh, interesting game, and I love this on the schedule personally. Shout out to Mississippi State, and and we need more of this. Southern Miss coming to town on November eighteenth. That's a dub. That's, but that's a that's tough dangerous. game. Dangerous because that, that, that hasn't game. been scheduled in a long time. That's true. Southern Miss has given some teams some trouble. I love it on the schedule though. Yeah, kudos for it being on the schedule because you know you don't see. You don't see Alabama playing Troy. You see them playing fucking New Mexico State or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, want to talk about a team that's motivated to pull an upset? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'll give them that win though, right? Yeah. Puts them at six, and then, and then the, the Almighty. I got them beating Ole Miss. I already did the preview. Wow. It's there in it Starkville. It's Thanksgiving. This is how Arnett wins over oh, and keeps boy. his job. You get the over, and you win the Egg Bowl in year one. Well, the over is tricky to me because we gave Auburn and Kentucky back to back. I think it's certainly possible that they could lose one of those and they go six and six and they're still bowling, but I do have them winning against Ole Miss in Davis Wade stadium. Mm. Uh, Hail state. They're going to kill me here, but I think, uh, I think lane has them ready. uh, They lost last year. Leach finally got him over the hump, but as soon as, as soon as that happened, boom, now he's gone and we got to start again. And uh, you know, I don't know. Kiffin's doing a pretty good job over there in Oxford. Um, but the game is in Starkville. The egg bowl. What? I don't know. You said you sound like a, like Look, a I'm, friggin' you got me woman like, trying to pick a restaurant. I'm joking. <laughs> you can't say that. But uh give me the rebels. Yeah. Give me the rebels. Sorry. Yeah. You sound like a my a buddy of mine trying to pick a restaurant. <laughs> I got him at six and six. Um Yeah, I think it's probably more likely than than seven and five. I'll go six and six too, but they, but they beat Ole Miss, but they beat Ole Miss. I hope so. And you know, even the Arizona game is not a gimme. Now what's the ceiling for this team? The floor I'm assuming is they, well, well they what's struggle. crazy is like automatic losses. 
Alabama. I really only see LSU and Alabama. Yeah. Cause the, where they get a and M I can't say that's an automatic loss, especially I feel like they've beaten a and M the past couple of years. So I can't just say that, especially knowing that they could have an interim coach there. There are just too many other teams that are at the same level of them from a talent standpoint for them to kind of have a great season, you know, and what is a great season for our net eight and in year eight one, and four? I think eight and four would be okay. a great year. It's possible. You could get to eight and four, but that's, I feel like <laughs> I, that's think the, the I think Vegas got the number. I think he's either going to be six and six or seven and five. Yeah. 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 But I kind of think more towards six and six, but like, I mean, you're starting all over on offense from a very extreme they system bring back four or five offensive linemen. That's true. And, uh, well, not, not a ton of their Well, Rogers, one position. of the most experienced quarterbacks. That's true. The quarterback spot is pretty, pretty solid, as solid as it's going to be. I, I just think at the end of the day, it's probably more likely, even though I just, with well, the first time we ran through it, I said seven and five. Yeah. I think it's probably more likely six and six, just because I don't know what I'm You know, getting. what's also t- tough about this is the guaranteed losses are the home games, uh, LSU and Alabama. And then the, the 50, 50 games are on the road, South Carolina, Arkansas, Auburn, and A&M. Yeah. Now they do have Kentucky and Ole Miss at home. And those are kind of 50, 50 games as well, but more 50, 50 games on the road than at home. I think that's probably, it's going to be fast. Bad thing. To watch. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating to watch. You know what? Give me the over. I said seven and five, <laughs> seven and five coach. Leach is right here. Sword, buddy. He's watching. He's watching right here. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Let's go Co- Hail state. Hail state. Let's go. Where, where are we at here? Hello, uh, buddy. Look, coach Leach is still here. He's with us. Oh, the theme songs playing. That's what happens naturally. Uh, when we start taking the over on Hale state, we're rooting for them. Zach Arnett. Look, I had a chance before we get out of here. I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. If you don't know who that is, you need to, because on Twitter, uh, he runs this page college football campus tour. That is absolutely fantastic. He goes to like every single game. And you're going to probably hear me say this again in five seconds, because here is that interview joining me on the college football experience. Hale state. Yes. Mississippi state, 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. And folks, let me tell you, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're stopped thinking, Hey, what, what, what can't college football campus tour? What the hell are you talking about? Colby? Well, Michael runs a Twitter page at CFB campus tour. That is simply fantastic for anyone that loves college football. He's been to every single FBS school, a lot of them multiple times. Uh, he's been to a lot of the FCS and, and, D two D three. And he documents all of his travels on his Twitter page, which will sometimes be four five, six, seven games a week. It's truly phenomenal. And it's a must follow in my opinion, if you love college football, how you doing, Michael? And appreciate you hopping on the show. Talk a little hail state football. I'm doing great. Colby uh, sec stadiums are special. So I'm excited to talk about Davis Wake. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I think the one thing that everybody knows, and as I, as I grab my cowbell here, uh, is, is, you know, a, people that don't even know college football probably will say, no, no, no. They, they're, they're notorious for having the cowbell. Um, uh, talk to me about the history of Davis Wade besides people, what people would know as, Oh, that's the place where the cowbells ringing. Yeah. So it, uh, opened in 1914. It's the second oldest stadium in FBS. The only one that's older is uh, Bobby Dodd in Atlanta. Uh, it started out, uh, Wikipedia says the, Capacity is unknown from 1914 to 1927. (laughs) 
And then they estimate in 1928, there's about 6,000. So records are fuzzy to say the least, but now it's a 61,000. Uh, largest crowd ever, 2014 versus uh, Auburn, 62,945. It was a 38,23 win. Uh, that was number two, Mississippi State with Dak Prescott. We all remember them at the top of the rankings that year. Uh, it's the site of the annual Egg Bowl every other year, going to Oxford to Starkville. And there was one little interesting nugget that I found, which is Bulldog One, which is the first mascot, is buried under the player's bench at the 50-yard line. So um, what a wow. place to be buried for the first mascot for Mississippi State. Yeah. I mean, can I get the other 20 yard line? Let's go. All right. Yes. Let, let's go. Uh, th that's fantastic. The, the, the history there. Um, tell me how many times have you been here? So I've been to one game there and it was one of the most memorable games that I've ever been to. So uh, it was the 2019 egg bowl. And first of all, you talk about the cowbells walking in that stadium. It takes a while to adjust to the noise. Um, but what I really liked is the crowd is intelligent. And so when the play clock is 35, they do it for 20 seconds. And then when it's 15, they stop and, uh, you know, that allows the other team quarterback to call signals that align. So not just crazy off the hook, but also very smart and into the game, which I was impressed with. Uh, the game was crazy. Uh, it came down. Uh, Mississippi was in the red zone with, you know, 10 seconds left. They hit Elijah Moore for a touchdown and he got it within one point and he decided to celebrate by crawling on his hands and knees, lifting his leg like a dog urinating in between three referees. And they all simultaneously threw flags up in the air. And so they backed the extra point up 15 yards. And I can remember watching, <laughs> they put the kicker on the uh, jumbotron and his teammates were going up to him like, you got it. And he was shaking his head like, I got it, I got it. And he went up there and he shanked the extra point. They lost by one. Um, Mississippi State rushed the field. Both coaches <laughs> got fired. Uh, COVID hit. It was just this uh, doomsday event, and uh, I'll never forget it. And this year, I went to the uh, Egg Bowl last year in Oxford, and like I said, they trade off every year. So I'm looking forward to round two in Starkville on Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's not many games crazier than Egg Bowls. And uh, that game, obviously, I was watching Thanksgiving. It's like a standalone game. No, I was not watching the NFL. And, uh, and you know, that, that ending, unbelievable. Yes, was it a dumb play to dance? Sure. Uh, I, I was rooting for Mississippi State, so I was happy, I guess. But I thought it was a little crazy to throw the flag to at that moment in the game. But at the same time, the kicker's got to make the field goal. I mean, what an ending to the game. And the, uh, folks, if you have not watched the Egg Bowl every year, I strongly urge you to because that rivalry, one of the most underrated in all of all of sports, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and, and Michael, you, you plan to go to the Egg Bowl every year, right? Yeah, I mean, do I want dry turkey at grandma's or do I want football in Mississippi? You know, it's no contest. So, um, every year is, you know, COVID interrupted it a little bit, but for actually I was at a game at Ole Miss in last egg bowl and they had a guy on there who had been to the egg bowl in person for 75 straight years. It was incredible. So I'm not going to catch that guy. I mean, maybe if he goes down and I keep going maybe, but, uh, but yeah, he's, he's got the philosophy that I have, which is, you know, bye friends and family. Hello, egg bowl.
<laughs> Folks, you hear that? Bye, friends and family. Hello, Egg Bowl. That is exactly why you should be following Michael's page at CFB Campus Tour because you can tell the passion that he has about, you know, whether it's viewing the games, the history of the stadiums. He takes a shot called the photo of the game. It's really fantastic. It's it's just a much fun, uh, like a must follow, in my opinion, folks. So, uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, and uh, maybe one day I'll catch you at Davis Wade Stadium for one of those Egg Bowls. Yeah, if you could shake the family, I got a spot for you. So I'll see you there. There we go, brother. Take care. Hail State. Hail State. You too. Michael Barker, Patty C. No more families. Uh, no more family Thanksgivings. Uh, egg bowls. Uh, I think. I think he's doing life right. I look. I love family Thanksgiving, but if he can get that on a Wednesday, yeah. all right. You know what I mean? I mean, shit. Uh, USC's in the in the Big Ten. If he can get what on a Wednesday? <laughs> Thanksgiving on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. You can I make mean, a little change. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? That's a miracle man right there. Yeah. So got to uh, be at Davis Wade. Davis Wade. Look, on we're turkey day. Yeah. Davis Wade with the cowbells. That's real football. Look, we both Benedict Arnold this thing. We thought we we're going under. Nah, fuck that. Coach Leach is here. I'm not going to disgrace Coach Leach. We're going over. We're going wow. over right there. All right. Swing your sword. Swing your sword. People go check out uh, Coach Leach's book if you get the chance. Uh, he's also got a great one on Geronimo. And uh, we want to wish, the, you know, send our love to his family. Um, the game is not going to be the same. This college football season is not going to be the same. I had a chance. I was at Mountain West Media Day, Patty C, and I asked Jeff Tedford and Ken Wilson, his former assistant coach, what what, you know, what, you know, the game is without them, without coach Leach and man, Jeff Tedford started to get a little says like, that's my guy. Like I've uh, been good friends for a long time. Yeah. And then I asked him, then I, I, I got, I got it. Cause I wanted to, to seize the moment. And I said, well, it, let me ask you this in honor of coach Leach. Can you rate the mascots and are the Fresno state Bulldogs the best mascot rate the mascots in the mountain West? And he almost lost it. He's like in a laughing <laughs> manner. He was yeah, like, Oh, yeah. I can't do that. Only coach Leach can do that. That's right. <laughs> uh, and coach Ken Wilson, uh, Nevada's head coach said that he doesn't, he doesn't go a day without thinking about the values that Mike Leach has instilled in him. And we like to think the same here at SGPN coach Leach was our first break. Uh, you know, we had uh, been doing this podcast. SGPN has been around since 2011. And really the first big guest that we got on was Mike Leach. So, uh, of course we were able to piggyback that. And he's just, yeah. uh, he's, he's about the little guys and yeah. Mississippi state. You've been stuck as the little guys and he's building you up to the chance. And now you're right there. We're going to see if you guys can Let's make the go. transition into playing at this high level. Let's go. We're taking the over. Fuck the world. Let's go. Mississippi state over six and a half wins. We're going to be rooting for you. Zach Arnett and Hale state fans and uh, much love to everybody there. Uh, look, subscribe to the college football experience. We, we break down all 133 college football teams with a solo podcast for each and every team in the land. We've been doing this stuff for years, folks. All right. Um, I also want you to subscribe, subscribe to the college basketball experience. Chris Jans doing a great job. The college baseball experience. Mississippi state keeps a good baseball program. All right. Uh, and also check out the big 12. Maybe you want to know about, you know, some other schools, check out the big 12 experience, check out the uh, FCS experience. All right. Come on. Maybe Hello. some Alcorn state fans out there. Something like that. Come on. Mississippi Valley state. Jerry Rice is on the line or maybe something like that. Check it Might all have out. Heard of them. Yeah. Check it all out. And uh, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. We are also uh, part of the sports gambling podcast. Shout out to them. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. We're going to have Phil Steele on the show in a few days here. So check it, check out that episode. Boom. And, uh, you know, we, we get him on every year. Phil's always great. I wonder his opinion on, I, I consider Mississippi State kind of a mystery team. I'm curious what Phil, I will ask him. I will ask yeah. him what he thinks of um, uh, Mississippi State. And uh, folks, a true deep diver. Yeah, he dives deep, man. He's got the FCS magazine out too. Whew, Phil Steele doing great work, folks. Um, well, uh, look, also come talk Hell State with us in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, folks, this is the college football experience, Hell State style. Swing your sword, and we out of here. Run, shoot.